It's Monday in the octave of Easter. Welcome to today's Paschal Cast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. We've entered into the octave of Easter, the eight-day period following and including the feast. Theologically speaking, an octave anticipates the eternal bliss of heaven in which we will consider God in his glory. You can think of it this way. God created the world in six days, and on the seventh, the Sabbath, he rested. This cycle of seven repeats itself while the world endures. The eighth day is therefore beyond the cycle of seven. It symbolizes an eternal state, the perfect unending Sabbath of heaven. As a church during the octave, perceived as a single continuous day, we imitate the hosts of heaven in their abiding contemplation. In a way, the church suspends time so that we can rest within the mystery we have celebrated while contemplating it from different angles. Imagine that you have gone to a museum to see a great statue, such as, for example, Michelangelo's David in Florence. Well, glancing at it for a moment and then turning around and walking away isn't enough. You want to spend a little more time. First you look at it from this direction, then another direction. You walk around it to see it from various points of view. Well, considering our human weakness, a single day per year does not suffice to gather in the different dimensions of the mystery of so great a feast as Easter. In fact, the whole lifetime doesn't suffice, but an octave does allow us to reflect on the feast in different ways. We also continue the custom of the Roman stations through this Easter octave until next Sunday's observance of Low Sunday, also called Sunday in Albis, which refers to the white garments of the newly baptized. The Roman stations after Easter have connections with the mass formularies, and their choice seems to have been a way to reintroduce the newly baptized Roman Christian to the saints who were important to the Romans themselves. Today, Easter Monday, or Pasqueta, Our station is that little chapel up on the Vatican Hill, St. Peter's Basilica. Father Troadek was pretty helpful during the time leading up to Easter. How do you suppose he'll be after Easter and what he'll have to say during the octave? Let's find out. From Eastertide, Day by Day, by Father Patrick Troadek. To experience the joy of Easter, St. Paul invites us to receive Jesus in the host, but he warns us not to celebrate this banquet with an old leaven. In his language, leaven means mortal sin. He commits a sacrilege who approaches the sacrament of the Eucharist with a grave sin on his conscience. And so let us try to celebrate this banquet with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, that is to say, with a pure and upright conscience. May our communion be truly a pasch, May it be the sign of our passage from death to life. During Eastertide, every Christian soul is under grave obligation to go to confession and to receive communion. The Church asks this of us in so pressing a manner, not to overload us with requirements, but because communion is for us a vital necessity. Jesus said so very clearly, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall not have life in you. It is through the Eucharist, that are lavished upon us the graces of salvation that Jesus earned for us by his suffering and his charity. And by coming into us, Jesus is allowing us to become charity in our turn. Truly, the host is where we find that fire of charity which inflamed the apostles, the doctors, the confessors, the virgins, and the martyrs. Jesus told us, 
I am the life. And so by receiving him, we are receiving life, life in abundance. Today, alas, nearly everywhere in the world, there reign pride, a spirit of independence, self-centeredness, and sensuality. Now more than ever, let us turn to the Eucharist. The body and blood of Jesus are the life source of nations. Let us not forget that the gift of life, of true life, of true happiness, of true peace is to be found in the ciboria of our tabernacles, and that it is reserved there for the good of souls, of families, and of nations. It is by the Eucharist that the charity and the peace that we so long for will reign on us, in our families, and in our cities.